the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Now, your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Check us out on our webpage, FiringLineRadio.com, FiringLineRadio.com, where you can get the podcast. And if you subscribe to the podcast, always a good idea. You might even win some of our giveaways, so check that out. Um, With me here in studio... I have Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell's been on the show before. He's with CCW Safe. Stan is a COO of CCW Safe, and he brought in his partner and uh, CEO of the company, co-founder Mike Darter. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Phil. And you said you weren't going to talk on this show, but I got you. Opening segment, boom! You're already on the record. You did because I love you. (laughs) Stan Campbell's awesome guy. He's with CCW Safe. Both of you guys have. law enforcement backgrounds we'll we'll get to that and what's important about that but i wanted to take some time in this show i mean this is the first show i've had to record uh since what has happened in paris you know tragedies and this is not the only one we've seen i mean worldwide and even here in america uh, which is also part of worldwide i just realized that after i said it but yes sir um this this paris tragedy this Islamist invasion um, that we've seen and the results with the terrorism, I think, raise the stakes for everybody out there. And we happen to live in two different counties out here, San Bernardino and Riverside, that are very, very friendly for CCW applications. Yes, sir. So one of you want to touch on on the, the need for CCW and accessibility on that? Well, I'm Mike Darter. You know, Everybody needs to, uh, and this has come to the forefront now since since the Paris attacks, Um, you know, everybody has a right to protect themselves um, and and their family. And and that's something that people really need to think about because uh, they don't have that right there. They don't have the same rights that we do. Um, So I think it's vitally important to, uh, for people to at least consider that. Uh, You're lucky here having this area, you know, a, a friendly in uh, California, area, absolutely. In the state. Um, well, so. you know, think about what happened in Paris. For instance, the uh, the concert stage. You had several hundred people on a concert floor. You had gunmen up in a balcony. That's my understanding of what happened, right? Mm-hmm. They opened fire on unsuspecting people who have their backs to them, by the way. Right. Yeah, very, very courageous young men, these, these cowards are. Um, and they start shooting. And, and what is the defensive tactic that the people had? on the, the stage floor. They they kind of collapsed into a huddle mm-hmm. like a school of mackerel hoping that the bad guys run out of bullets. Right. I mean, how 
hopeless is that situation when you're unarmed at a concert having a great time and something like this breaks out how does that play in somebody's psyche right for the rest of their life you know i uh, you know good thing i bring it on a downer right off the bat here but 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 you think about that if you were in that situation and you had the ability to defend your family defend your life and you didn't because right. you didn't go through the application process for your CCW. You mm-hmm. chose not to. Oh, I don't need to. It, I, I can always rely upon the police department to be there when they can. Right. You know, what happens in a situation like that? Yeah, you, you have the opportunity, but if you, don't, if you don't take action to react on that opportunity when it, when it comes, uh, it's something... I, it, I don't see how you could live with it if you had your family with you. You had opportunity to protect them, to protect yourself. Um, But you didn't have the means to follow through with that opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And both of of you have a police officer's background, and you've been involved in some hairy situations in the past. And not only are you police officers, both of you, but, Mike, you're also with the ATF for a while, for 10 years. I was, yes. So you've seen this happen before. And as a former police officer, both of you here, Stan and, and Mike, you know that you get the call, you want to respond, you want to get there, you want to save somebody, right? That's why you're right. an, an officer. You're there to protect people. You yes, don't sir. want the bad guys to get away with things. But what's a typical response time? I think a good response time in a perfect world, three to six minutes. Three um, to six minutes. Three to six minutes. But you've got to realize also that that is only in police departments that have manpower uh, that is acceptable for their for their jurisdiction, which is, I would say, most police departments in this nation are, are undermanned right now. So let's let's break down the the analogy of a call. Yes, sir. So I'm going to throw this to you here, Stan. Okay. Um, something happens. Yes, sir. There's going to be some kind of a delay between the action and the reporting. Correct. So let's assume that it's near instantaneous within 10 seconds of it happening. Uh, Mrs. Kravitz is in the neighborhood. She hears a gunshot. She makes the phone call. So we're going to delay the initial reporting time frame. Mm-hmm. She dials 911. What, what's a typical time frame for the information to come through the 911 operator? For the information to be shared, uh, I mean, you're talking about the average time frame of two minutes, possibly. It's got to, they're getting the address, yeah. they're the reporting person, That's getting correct. as much information as they can. Yes. And then that is, is transmitted out. Yes. Um, what they normally do, most large agencies have a call taker uh, who has a uh, computer in front of her. And as she's getting the information, the call taker is sending the information over to the dispatcher. Uh, so it's going over to the dispatcher, um, you know, real time, okay. but you still have the the process of sharing would still t- take another minute or so for them to get the information. This is assuming that the call was answered on the first ring. That's correct. And, and, and I said large agencies okay. because you still have the smaller agencies that just might have one young lady answering the phone and writing it down on. Or an answering machine. Or an, or an answering machine. Yeah. So um, you, you end up uh, having the call taker sharing the information with the dispatcher. Then the dispatcher, um, if they don't have GPS location for officers, the dispatcher has to locate an officer that's nearby, or if it's a true emergency like a shooting, uh, she'll put it out on the open air. Um, and depending on where the officers are, you're still talking about they're not right there in front of the location, near the location. You're going to have an, um, you know, still about a three to four minute response time from them stopping what they're doing and going toward 
that emergency. I wonder if anybody has the stats for how how many police officers there are per square mile for Southern California. You know, I know that um, there's been a lot of budget cutbacks here in, in San Bernardino. They've had some huge cutbacks, and it's affected their patrols. They just don't have enough right. people to, to do what they need to do for the city. And so you could have miles to travel for an officer, and so that's going to be minutes there. Yes. So like you said, Mike, your best case scenario is three minutes. Yeah. Can you hold your breath that long? You have traffic issues, time of day issues, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a while before they can get to you. It's definitely not going to be instantaneous help. And so the point that I'm trying to drive home here is who is the first responder? I heard some political hack on the radio talking about how the police officers are our first responders, and they might be our first government responders, but the victim of that crime is the first responder. And who is subject to being a victim? Anybody at, at large, right? That's correct. Yes, sir. I mean, the, the defense uh, for you and your family begins with you. You know, we talk about this with our, our members of CCW Safe, and uh, we talk about how you have to be prepared. You know, even as police officers, patrolmen, um, you know, prior to getting calls, um, we would you know, drive our areas, be familiar with it. Uh, when we come upon the Seven Eleven, we actually, you know, go through uh, a mental practice and see if there was a uh, incident here, armed robbery, which way would I approach? Where would I park? Be safe. And it's the same thing that citizens have to go through uh, to be prepared for um, being attacked. You know, ATM, where you might go, go drop the kids off at school. These are things that you have to prepare yourself for and be mindful of uh, to, to have a successful outcome. Yeah, again, you just said something very interesting that I hadn't thought about before. But if you're a police officer in a certain city, you typically have the same beat for a while. And you would become very familiar with each of the buildings. And you would, you'd be playing that, that scenario. How would I approach this? Where would I come? Where would I want my backup to come in for this scenario, that scenario? That, that's a practice game. But for those of us as civilians, you don't. You know, what happens if there's something happens at the kid's school? Right. What's your plan? Yes. Do, you, do your kids know how to contact you? Do you, you know, I've told my daughter and my son, specifically, if they hear a gunshot, mm-hmm. ignore the teacher, run like hell. Yes, sir. Get out the window if you have to. Jump from the second story. You are not going to be in a classroom um, huddled in a mass for the shooter to come through at his will. Get out. And, right. you know, and um, one of the gentlemen I talked to from the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, that's their training. At the same time, America was telling everybody, shelter in place, shut, lock the door, because, right. you know, plywood works against bullets. Um, lock mm-hmm. the door. The IDF was like, get out. Everybody move. Disperse the targets. Make it harder for them at, at all points. And that's that's something we have to do as civilians is we have to not be sheep. That's correct. Right. You know, one of the things I do with my children, uh, and they're both in, in college, you is know that. I'm going to hold you on that. Okay. This is our suspense. We're making everybody wait over the commercial. Yes. To find out what happens with the kids in college. Yes. Folks, Philip Neyman, Fireline Radio Show, coming back with Stan Campbell and Mike Darter from CCW Safe. Where can you find great Black Friday sale prices without camping out with all those crazies Thanksgiving night? Bullseye Sport. 
That's where. Their Better Than Black Friday blowout sale is going on now through November 27th with huge discounts on firearms and ammo, scopes, holsters, safety gear, cleaning supplies, knives, gun cases, and more. Now's the time to get that holiday gift for the hunting enthusiast in your life. The Bullseye Sport Better Than Black Friday blowout sale now through November 27th. Need 22 ammo? Enter to win a bucket of bullets, 1,400 rounds of 22 ammunition using your AM590 mobile app. Download it for Apple or Droid and click on the Bullseye ad to enter. No purchase necessary. Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo on Brockton in Riverside. 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Or BullseyeSport.com. 951-823-0211. Special deals cannot be combined with other offers. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, and I'm going to ask you this here question. Where can you find great Black Friday sales prices without camping out with all those crazies Thanksgiving night? God, people actually do that. Don't be one of them. Go to Bullseye Sports. That's where. The Better Than Black Friday blowout sale is going on now through November 27th with huge discounts on firearms, ammo, scopes, holsters, safety gear, cleaning supplies, knives, gun cases, and more. Now is the best time to get that holiday gift for the hunting enthusiast in your life, the Bullseye Sport Better Than Black Friday blowout sale. Now through November 27th, need 22 ammo, enter to win a bucket of bullets. 1,400 rounds of 22 ammunition using your AM590 mobile app. Download it for Apple or Droid and click on the Bullseye ad to enter. Bullseye Guns, Sports, and Ammo on Brockton and Riverside. 951-823-0211. No purchase necessary. 951-823-0211, but purchases are highly encouraged. Or BullseyeSport.com. When you hit, when you go in, tell them you heard about it on Firingland Radio Show, Philip Naiman, and we'll see you there. That's no, up from now till November 27th. Great sales. Go see events. We're going to have a good time. Coming back in here, we, we just left you on a big cliffhanger. I know all you folks were out there. What a... What a what does Stan tell his kids? Well, we've got to find this stuff out. Uh, Stan Campbell here is the COO of CCW Safe with Mark, Mike Darter, uh, the CEO. Now, we're talking about situations where there could be a shooting or so forth. You have children. You've instructed them. You've taken the time to help them and instruct them on this case. Why don't you take it from here? That's correct. Uh, we talk about preparedness, and um, you know, as being the leader of my family, uh, you have to constantly remind your children uh, Micah speak about his young girls, so he'll talk about his girls. But um, my, my children are in college uh, in the Midwest uh, in different states. I have a son and a daughter. Uh, after the the Paris attack, I called and reminded them, and I instructed them. As a reminder, I, I tried to get on to them and um, made sure I said, hey, when you go back to school, I need to go in every classroom, and you personally have to look and find a, an avenue of escape if there was a, a active shooter in your, your school. So these are some of the things that I, I, I constantly remind them, you know, holiday season, you know, uh, what to watch out for. Um, I mean, because it begins with information and education, and I constantly stay on my children. Yeah, I do the same thing. My, my kids are younger, so I have uh, three young girls. Um, one thing I do is mainly with just situational awareness with them um, when we're going to a store, uh, you know, I'll tell one of them, okay, you know, uh, you know, where do we park? Takes in the store. Uh, we come out of the store, you know, 
where's the car? Uh, just constantly reminding them to know where they're at, where, where what their surroundings are. Um, but yeah, same thing with school too. I've instructed them on what to do uh, if there's anything that happens at school, which is similar to what what you say. Um, but yeah, you have to constantly remind uh, remind them on you know what to do, and even the the people who carry. If you conceal carry, which I highly recommend, I'm all for it. You have to constantly um, think about your situational awareness, just like a police officer, like Stan was talking about when we when when we're coming up to a Seven Eleven, even if it's just to go in and get uh, a Coke or something. You know, you're always thinking where you're going to pull in, uh, what your position is going to be when you go in, what's going to be in the store. Um, if you're going to carry, you really you really need to. I work on that mindset. That's correct. You know, sometimes not, not I spoke about the ATM. You know, when I approach an ATM, I make sure it's, it's not one that has bushes around it, a bunch of columns. And if I do, I might make a dry run through and to make sure no, no one's standing around there. Um, when I pull up to the actual machine, I keep my car and drive my foot on, on the brake, not put it in park so that if I needed to pull out quickly, I could, uh, you know, uh, hesitating before you put your card in, uh, making a look around before you pull your money out. I mean, all of that stuff's important uh, so that you're aware and uh, and you're ready for any type of attack. Yeah, that's a good, good point. And again, it's, it's situational awareness. Now, we happen to live in, well, I live in San Bernardino County, but we cover a lot of Riverside County, too. And fortunately for those people here in Southern California who live in those counties, you have two of the best Second Amendment-friendly sheriffs that you're ever going to have in California. San Diego, you're hosed. You have Bill Gates. He's a wacko bird. L.A. County, I don't even know who's there now, but it's it's Lee Baca Jr. as far as I'm concerned. So, again, you got nothing nothing in L.A. You're not going to get a concealed permit. Orange County's on again, off again. We don't know. So... San Bernardino and Riverside, you have to celebrate the sheriffs we have. They have 97 to 98% issue rates for CCWs. What does that mean? That means somebody who goes through the full process almost all the time receives their CCW permit. Now, it's a a self-cleansing pool, if you will, right? They're going to do a background check on you. So if you have a felony, you're probably not even going to bother applying. Mm -hmm. The people who are applying for CCWs know that they have a clean background, and you know, so it's a good thing. The people who are refused, from what I've been told uh, from some of the officers, don't truly live in the area. They may have a vacation home in the area, but they live in LA County full time, so they don't truly live in San Bernardino County. So the small people, they the number they get, that's typically somebody's trying to use a cabin as a home, but. They're going to get tonight. You can't. You can't lie on your CCW application. Correct. And, and the amount of crime that we see from people who own CCWs, I think the statistic starts with point zero 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 zero, and then there's a number. Yes, uh, that's sir. that's how many criminals are with CCWs, right? Correct. Now, how important is a CCW with CCW safe? For our membership, you have to have a concealed carry permit uh, to get our membership. Our 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 Services are for concealed carry holders, um, permit holders, and you have to have a permit to get our service. Uh, You can uh, get our services without a permit if you have completed a class, a concealed carry class, and you are in the process of getting your your permit. Um, And we have a provisional, you know, term that will cover you in your home, 
uh, anywhere you can legally possess a firearm until you get your permit. Um, but yeah, you have to have a permit to get our services. And so one of the good things about that is you're using you're using the sheriff departments and police departments to to vet your yes, client sir. base. Yes. So you're not giving out an, a CCW insurance policy to Joe Gangbanger. Yes. You know, this is these are all quality people that are involved and that also because of that pool lowers the expenses of the entire program. Exactly. Program. So what what kind of coverage would you recommend for somebody who has a CC? Well, you know what? Let's let me back up from that. I want to talk about what actually happens if you're if you have to use a firearm in defense of your life. So let's back this up. And, and uh, you're at a restaurant with your wife, not a bar. You're at a restaurant with your wife, and a bad guy comes in, and some bad stuff happens, and you have to defend your life and your wife's life with the use of deadly force. Yes. What happens to your life at that point in time? At that point in time, your life has changed dramatically. Not only your life, but the the life of your family, uh, your kids, you know, your wife. They're all living through this, too. They're, they're all going to have to deal with this. Uh, if there's any media news involved, they're going to have to deal with that as well. Um, I've been involved in a shooting, uh, officer-involved shooting. I've been sued in federal court. Uh, that is what spurred this company, CCW Safe. Um our services are based on a police union model, uh, which we—that's the coverages that we provide, and we've started uh, on our website. I've written some articles, kind of explaining that because we initially started out uh, mainly for retired law enforcement and military. Uh, then we quickly, you know, opened up for concealed carry. Uh, so we assume that people know what that means. Uh, but a lot of people don't know what police right. union need, model is. We need to go through that. So the police union model, uh, there's the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police. There's also PBAs um, that are Professional police. bull riders. Is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> police benefit associations. And they are the ones that take care. Uh, if you're a member, they take care of their, their unions for the law enforcement. They take care of hours, wages, so forth. But they also provide uh, services for officers who are involved in shootings. Okay. And they have a specific protocol. Um, that protocol involves, you know, various stages. Uh, but on the scene, they immediately have peer support. Uh, their coworkers, friends, uh, immediately are there um, to give them the reinforce. You know, How about the interview time, I think that's critically important. The interview time, yes. The invest have investigators that initially respond on their behalf for the investigation. If you're a police officer involved in a shooting or or a sheriff's deputy, most cases around the, across the country now, you're not going to be interviewed for 24 to 48 hours, which is a great thing because you 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 the adrenaline dumps gone. The adrenaline you you have you have uh, physiological effects that you're going to experience. Now, it is the same benefit offered to civilians. No. Exactly. Exactly. And and a lot of people, you know, we have had some law enforcement say, well, that's not, you know, we don't do that. Some some agencies don't do that, but you're still allowed to come in a week later and, and revise the report. Right. right. We're going to talk about what to do in this situation and how these things happen and, and uh, what changes in your life and how to protect yourself from it. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check this out at ccwsafe.com. Pull. 
Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! That's right, folks. It's Mulan Lave Saturday. Welcome to Firing Line Radio Show. Checks out FiringLineRadio.com. I'm here with my guest, Mike Darter, Stan Campbell, there with CCWSafe.com. We were just going through, just to, to reiterate you folks there after those commercials, we're just going through what happens if you actually have a legal permit to own a firearm, or not to own, but to carry a firearm. You have to use it in defense of your life or the life of others and how your life changes. And one of the things that the police union model that Mike Darter was explaining right here is that as a police officer, there's typically a time frame that is allowed to exp- to happen before they have to give a statement, which allows for the adrenaline dump to ha- to get through. They can rest their heart. It's not 180 beats a minute. If you're a civilian, you don't have that benefit of telling them. Well, you do, but you have to be aware of your your understanding. Um, everybody who shows up at your door who has a badge, although they were your friends the day before that you were having coffee with, you are now under investigation. You are the problem in their eyes. And they have to rule out everything that you could have done wrong first before they find anything you've ever done right. 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 So if, uh, let's say that this happened, you use your firearm in defense. The, the the men in blue are there, and they say, "Mike, what happened?" Yeah, this is something that that our our members ask a lot about. Actually, and they, actually, I think they wouldn't say it like that. They'd say, 
Boy, well, you sure did a good job. Hey, you, wow, uh, what you using there? 38, 39, whatever it takes. And, that's right. And, and get this guy talking, right? Yeah. That's typically the... Well, that's what they're trained to do. Right. They're trained to investigate these uh, these shootings and instances. Get the mouth running. Yes. So one thing we tell our members is, you know, if you're involved in a shooting, um, you have and you can train all, all day long you want as far as what you're going to say. But once you're involved in an actual critical stress incident in a shooting, there's going to be confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to you may have auditory exclusion, tunnel Vomit. vision. You may. Yeah, exactly. You may l- lose motor skills. Um, so it's all that's out the window. It's kind of like, you know, the quote, uh, you, everybody has a plan until you get punched it, in the right. face. So. You know, when that happens, we tell our members, you know, to just briefly, you you cooperate, you briefly tell them, make sure that they know you are a victim. Uh, Let them know that you will cooperate fully in the presence of your attorney. Um, You know, and and you have to, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, attorneys or a lot of companies out there say, don't don't talk to them at all. Um, well, that's going to put that's going to get you put in the back seat of a scout car pretty quick, and you're going to be taken to a briefing station. If you let them know that I was a victim, I was defending, I had to defend myself, I defend my family. That's a that's a suspect. I'll be happy to to give a full interview. Uh, I have an attorney. Our members do have attorneys uh, pre-incident, so I have an attorney. Uh, I would like to have that attorney present during those questionings. That right there lets them know that you're the victim, that you had to defend yourself. And that you have representation. So, so a shooting happens, and the police come up, and they say, "Hey, what happened?" You don't say, "You're Dick Tracy." You tell me, right? Oh, okay. That's just, just want to write that down. Okay, <laughs> don't say that one. That's right. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of things that we've had a lot of nationwide uh, events, shooting events that have happened, and they've hit all the news stories, and there's been riots and protests and blah blah blah. Um, but some of those have a lot of lessons to learn from, wouldn't you say? Definitely, definitely. A lot of lessons to learn. Uh, one of the main things, uh, just right off the bat, if you're involved in a use of force, if you have any injuries, if you have any uh, document, any injuries that you can document through photographs, uh, we tell our members do not let anybody clean you up. Unless it's a life-threatening injury, don't let anybody clean you up until you've been properly documented with where was, photographs. Where was this learned? Uh, in in the Zimmerman case, uh, they they cleaned him up before they took pictures. Um, they did have some pictures. They did have one picture taken before, but it, they had to fight for that picture. Uh, you know, in court afterwards, they had to. No, they had to fight. The defense team for Zimmerman yes. had to fight the prosecutors. Yes, who had the possession of this photograph that they wanted to deny. Correct. Yes. Yeah. These are the these are supposed to be the good guys. Right. Suppressing evidence. Correct. Because they want to press a political point. We don't see district attorneys politicizing any decisions, do we? <laughs> yeah. We learned a lot in that case. Uh, nationwide, everybody learned a lot in that case. Who was the uh, attorney for that? Uh, the attorney was Don West, who actually uh, last, we just came out with a press release. He is now our national trial counsel for CCW Safe. Uh, great guy. We met him actually. We were doing seminars in Florida. Uh, he showed up at one, uh, introduced himself, and he actually came to us, uh, you know, a few months later, uh, and it turned into uh, we secured him for our national trial counsel. 
Uh, so we'll be looking for some good things on our website coming out from him personally to our members uh, invo- you know, for the legal process. So what are some of the specific benefits that uh, Don's going to be doing for you? Well, number one, he brings to the table a vast amount of, in- of experience. He's, he's the leader in the nation right now in, in self-defense cases. Um, he has that over 35 years experience in, in criminal defense law. Um, he's also... Uh, completing our national network of criminal defense attorneys across the U.S. He's a selection process for that, for those attorneys. Um, He's a selection process for uh, if we have any shooting anywhere in the U.S. He's the response on the legal side. Uh, He determines who's going to be their local counsel. Uh, And he also is going to be, you know, uh, putting out good content for our members on what to do specifically if they are involved in a shooting and kind of some case studies or something. Yes. Yeah. Do some case studies. Look, you know, we've had, we've had Zimmerman, we've had Ferguson, we've had in Oklahoma city where we're, we're based out of, we had the pharmacist. Uh, we have these cases nationwide that have a lot of issues. You know, you brought up, there's so many issues that need to be looked at that we've learned from one. We just talked about with the injuries, you know, injuries have to be documented. Another thing is special interest groups get involved. If special interest groups get involved and any misinformation is put out in the public domain, if it's not addressed, it becomes fact. Right now, if you go and, and Google Trayvon Martin, what do you see? You see an 11-year-old boy. Yeah. Well, what do you see with Ferguson? Hands up. Uh, all this stuff that never happened. So we've learned a lot of lessons through that, and I think that's where Don's going to be a great help, not only in... Uh, in furthering our criminal defense national network and representing our, our members better, but also in preparing our members better for that legal battle that may come. And, and it will be a legal battle. I mean, has there ever been a time <clears throat> when the estate of the esteemed perp has not sued for loss of wages because that crackhead thief was um, giving money to somebody. So all of a sudden, you have a lawsuit brought by the estate of the esteemed tweaker. Yeah. That happened in my case. In my case, the family all but thanked us when it happened, told us, you know, what, what he was. The next day, they broke into his house, stole everything that he had when the crime scene tape was down. And then right before the statute of limitations come up, we get hit with a lawsuit. Because it's free money. But, yeah. Yeah. They're just looking They're going after the pockets. city. Yeah. And they didn't prevail, but it caused a, no. a, a huge problem for you. Right. It, you know, it, it was about a year and a half process. This is a federal, uh, federal lawsuit, civil lawsuit, about a year and a half process. It got kicked out at summary judgment, but it took that long to get there. I would have guessed, if I'm guessing, probably $200,000. In legal fees. In legal fees that I didn't have to pay. All I had to do is show up where and when they told me to. Yeah. So, you know, it's important that you have, well, we talked about the situation. And then we talked about responding with the police officers. What about financially? What What are you in for now? If you've used your weapon in a firearm in a defensive case, you've defended your life, you won but now you've lost because the estate of uh, Tweaker A, Tweaker B is coming after you. $200,000, who covers that right. bill? Well, and first of all, you got to look at the criminal side. Whether you are justified or not, you still may be facing criminal charges. 
you still may be facing administrative charges. If you're involved in a shooting, you're probably going to be facing all three, administrative, criminal, and civil. And, that, and we, we cover all those. Administrative would be the state trying to take your permit away. Uh, criminal is going to go to a DA. They're going to make a determination if it's going to be filed. And then, you know, two years later, you're going to be looking at civil. So we'll go into those a little bit more uh, right after we come back from this commercial break. But um, you're going to. You know, this is the sad fact we have. There's too many lawyers in the world. We have uh, these people out there looking for a free lawsuit. They partner up with the sleazebag attorney. Yes, sleazebag attorney. You know who you are. Sue me. It's fact. So um, <laughs> they partner up with these guys. They get these free lawsuits. And, uh, you know, winner doesn't. the winner has to pay, or the person who's defending themselves has to pay all the legal fees. It's unbelievable what happens to this. We're going to come right back and talk more about um, how to defend yourself with this. Are you in the firearms industry, a law enforcement or military background, or just a gun enthusiast with a desire to train others to develop firearm knowledge and skills? Become an NRA certified instructor in pistol, rifle, and shotgun with training at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. Classes are now being offered. This training is not available everywhere, and all training is done in-house. To preserve our gun rights, all gun owners need to be properly trained. More certified NRA instructors are needed to train the multitude of new gun owners in proper gun safety and training. Become a certified NRA instructor. Call Riverside Indoor Shooting Range for information about the courses being offered and enroll today. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the place for you. Whether you're an expert marksman or you've never shot a gun but want to learn, call the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. 951 351-353-0001. 951-353-0001. 951-353-0001. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line Radio Show is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and by Moppin Financial Advisors. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? You know, not only do I hope you're being entertained a little bit, but I hope you're being educated because this is some very serious stuff. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com, Facebook page, FiringLine Radio Show. But, you know, CCW, folks, this is something that you should have. Every good citizen out there, I believe, should have a CCW. Have the right to defend yourself, do what's required to do it legally. And, uh, matter of fact, it's not difficult to do. I will even put the link on my Facebook page. The link to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's application process. That's how hard it is. You have to hit it and then hit print and then use that um, that sharp thing with the ink that comes out of the end of it and scratch your name onto it and turn it in. Okay, So I'll put that up there just to make it that much easier for you because I believe all good citizens should be carrying when they can. And we have some restrictions in the state, but you know that's not my doing. Uh, we're talking here with, with Mike Darter and... Stan Campbell with CCW Safe, and at the, as we just went into that break, you were talking about a real life experience you had as a police officer involved in a shooting, and years later, all two years later, right up to the statute of limitations, all of a sudden a civil suit comes out of nowhere. Why? Because they can. And as a civilian, which most of us are, uh, as a civilian, if you're involved in a firearm for self defense. You're probably going to face, as you said at the at the end of the last segment, three different legal battles. Yes. You want to go into those again? Yes. Okay. So if you're you're going to face administrative, criminal, and civil, those are the three hurdles that you have to come across so, on, on any self defense. So administrative is going to be 
Did you have a permit? Were you carrying it wrong? Did you have a legal firearm? Did you were you in a, a bar where you're not supposed to be carrying? Right. Were you in a school which we can't carry? You know, whatever. Or even if you know, even if everything is justified, they're still going to look into that incident. That incident is going to go to the state or the agency that issued you issued the, the permit. So administratively, they may t- try to take your permit away. Uh, on, on, as compared to a police officer, police officers have administrative too. They're immediately, most of them are put on administrative leave, Mm -hmm. and then they're determined, did they follow the policies, procedures of the department? Yeah, and that's one thing is, is as civilians, you don't have a policy book as to when you can use a firearm. Um, Criminally? Criminally, that's the big hurdle. Um, Every shooting is going to be investigated. Uh, Every self-defense incident, whether it's a shooting or a hammer or whatever, is going to be investigated. Um, even if it's justified, as we have seen in some of these cases, special interest groups get involved, pol- politics get involved. The next thing you know, you could have charges against you. You could be going to the grand jury. Well, you shouldn't have shot that Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the big second hurdle. That's the big one. Um, now, when it comes when it comes to that, I mean that's that's where your life is on the line because right. if you can get through the criminal defense period. Um, there's less of a chance of being sued civilly if you survive the criminal statutes on that. And and, and, uh, you may or may not have charges brought against you, but as long as the the officers look and there was a justifiable shooting, unlike the pharmacist. Right. Do you want to talk about the pharmacist? Uh, In Oklahoma City. Horrible thing. Yeah, Yeah, it was just just a, a thing that up to a certain point, and this is another thing we talk about, you know, if you're involved in a shooting... Uh, the investigation is look, going to look at the moments leading up to that shooting to see if everything was justified, if there was any action you did that put you in that place to take that action. But they're also going to look at the moments after and what your action, what your actions, what your attitude and demeanor was after that. That's going to come into play, too. A lot of people don't think that. They think, well, just up to the shooting, I'm good. Um, and that was a that like a was movie an example. Scene. Yeah, yeah, that was an example where it went bad, and the man actually had disabled the perp. Yeah, he was laying her on the ground, and then he walked up and executed him. Right, and that's that's not the only case. It's been that's happened, you know, in times. Uh, I think in the last year there was one other one. I can't remember where it was, but so your rights are to defend your life until the threat is stopped. Correct. Correct. Right. You Just know, the same way with, with law enforcement nationwide. I mean, the use of course, force continuum, you have to use uh, proper force for the threat. And once the threat's over, you, the force stops. Before you move on, Phil, I also want to um, uh, make a point for everyone to understand that, uh, because Mike talked about them looking at what happened initially, what, what happened thereafter. But then they also look back. Um, you know, uh, this is the day and age of social media. Uh, so they uh, use a subpoena your Facebook, Twitter accounts, hmm. and they start looking into your history and see what type of mindset you had. Did you uh, did you want this to happen? Were you asking for an incident? Were you preparing yourself? Or do you make uh, you know strange off color comments? Uh, so they capture that um, you know to uh, to attack you as well as a victim. Uh, and one of the things we do with CCW Safe is that you know we have investigators that as soon as we have an incident with one of our our members, we have an investigator that will immediately go into the public uh, domains of the attacker and try to lock in, you know, some of his social media before they 
take scrub off. It all. Yeah, they scrub it all, and they don't show him with his gun and his gang colors and stuff like that. So uh, we think ahead, and that's the importance of you know us being police officers and understanding how these cases work. Uh, therefore, we we share with our members our experiences. And on the flip side of that, too, for our members also, you know, I shouldn't have my gang colors on have my to, Facebook page. You have to be careful. The, the best, uh, the one person that can mitigate your risk is you. And it starts right now. It starts when you get that permit. That's when uh, you have to start mitigating your risk. And so how would you suggest that? Just, you know, you have to watch what you you know, put on social media. People will put things on social media all day long that they wouldn't say in person. You know, if you think something, maybe I shouldn't forever. have put this on there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this. It's probably a good, a good uh, idea not to. Uh, That's interesting stuff. Okay, so so uh, we survived the criminal, which in your case was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's a civil. Yeah. Criminally, we were immediately put back. Well, we were put back to work. We put on administrative leave for a certain time and then we were put back on, on duty. Um, and then two, about two years later, it came into a civil lawsuit. Yeah. I would, I would guesstimate probably 200,000 is what it would have cost me if I didn't have the FOP, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to back me. So, now, CCW Safe is a company that provides the insurance services. Well, it's not typically insurance, but it's a, it provides right. a coverage if you're in this situation. I think it's only wise if you are carrying concealed, which I highly recommend, that you protect yourself financially and civilly um, and criminally here with with the best defense. That you have a policy like CCW Safe. There, there's no reason not to. Right. Why would you leave your back door open? And it goes beyond that, too. You know, we were talking earlier about the police union model. You know, they, they have certain protocols on an officer-involved shooting. They have peer support. They have attorneys on scene. They have chaplains. They have investigators, crime scene. All these people who are there on the behalf of that of that officer. And it's for good reason. They need it. They're out there doing this job day in, day out. But civilians don't have that. Right. But we do, you know, we go beyond just the covering the attorneys and the investigators and the and the expert witnesses for civil cases or whatever. We actually have a response team that's going to respond. We have administrators who are like me, uh, John Risenhoover, I think, who was on the show before. Yep. You know, we've both been involved in shootings. We've been sued in federal court. Uh, we've gone through that. Uh, so if you have somebody and got the t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> and so we have somebody that responds and they work with that member on an administrative level. They work with that member, that member's family. They try to help them understand the process. If, if that, if a kid needs to be picked up from school, we're going to get them. Groceries need to be made. We're going to get them media requests that come in. We're going to take care of those. Uh, so we ha- have that administrative function too, that goes along with, the attorneys, the investigators, the experts. Because yeah, your your life is totally upside down. All of a sudden, you've got um, you know everybody from Harvey, uh, whatever that guy is on the I don't know the junky little TV shows. But you, everybody's got a camera in your face from that point forward. Like you know Zimmerman. Uh, now he, he went off the deep end, obviously. Right. But he 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 didn't go to the bathroom without a to- uh, camera in his face yeah. uh, for years after that. And that's one thing, you know, officers involved in shootings has been, uh, you know, they they have certain physiological effects they go through, and they also have psychological effects that last for some time. I mean, I, I know officers, friends of mine who are now no longer with us, or they're felons because they didn't handle what they went through well. Or they didn't have any support, um, you know. 
police officers have these protocols in place for a good reason for that, to protect the officer. And that's also to protect the department. We all know that. But it's also to protect the officer. Civilians don't have that. And I think um, a good, great example, that is Zimmerman. He's going through, I believe, he's going through the natural process of somebody who has been involved in a critical incident like that. And he doesn't have support. No. From day one, he didn't have it. No. Hey, folks, this is Fireland Radio Show. I want to thank my guest, Mike Darter, Stan Campbell, the COO and CEO of CCW Safe. A lot of C's in there. CCW Safe. Check them out at ccwsafe.com. This is protection that you are smart to have. You can get, get them online, sign up for it. But I highly recommend it. They're sponsors of the show because I believe in what they do. So, gentlemen, thank you for this. Thank you for being thank involved. You. Thank you. And, uh, folks, have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sport in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mop and Financial Advisors, and Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.